Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Sunday evening, October 10th, and for the second week in a row, took a long time to get that win over 300 days last over 300 days to get the win last week, but a short 7 days later, Florida State victorious again. Richie, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. It, it was a phenomenal weekend from a football standpoint. You know, uh, obviously Florida State I think surprised all of us as we as we watched them not just win in kind of fluky fashion like last year, but kind of control the entire game. And it was nice to see the Bucks, you know, do what they should have done to the Dolphins today, a nice little 28-point win. So I, I cannot complain at all. Former, yeah, since you always have to bring up the NFL stuff, another uh, former FSU quarterback who we're not allowed to say his name on here anymore, uh, also threw for for four touchdowns um, in, a, in a big win against the Redskins. Well, the, the team that plays in D.C. Football so, team, yeah. yeah, I don't want to get anybody upset about anything this early in the show. But, uh, yeah, what, what you're all here for, not NFL talk. Um, the Florida State Seminoles picked up a massive win. Uh, our preview show on Thursday night was terrible. It was awful to get through. I think Richie said the words, we're not a good matchup, um, 56,000 nope. times because we didn't have the words to say uh, how little we were – looking forward to this game <laughs> i think we all just kind of wanted it to you know i i think you know best case scenario we were all thinking like man if we just keep it close like if we just can not get embarrassed if their defense can be kind of porous and we can get through it and just it could be a close game that'd be great but um florida state not only won but just absolutely dominated um really after north carolina got out to a quick start in a, uh, a 10 nothing lead, Florida State just absolutely took it from there. And we're here to talk about it, here to react to it, here to kind of talk a little bit about the game and what's next for FSU um, as we enter the second half of the season. But, uh, yeah, fun, fun, fun Saturday and, and something that not many of us probably expected. Uh, Double Fries No Slaw brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee, 1818 West Tennessee Street and 2550 North Monroe. You can visit both their locations uh, there and tell them we sent you get your gut box double fries no slaw um richie started out not so good yesterday florida state goes down early 10 to nothing north carolina drives the length of the field florida state's defense bows up forces a field goal and then a quick quick series by the fsu offense and north carolina drives the field again and finishes with a touchdown you couldn't have been feeling too good when we were down 10 nothing at that point right like that it's that was a. I wasn't feeling good. I was laying flooring, and I was actually on the road listening to, to Deckerhoff call the game because I was going to pick some flooring up, and I did not feel good when I heard him say it was ten to nothing, North Carolina over the radio. Yeah, no, it, and it, I guess it's weird because that's kind of how I expected the game to go. Um, you know, I my prediction was forty-one to twenty. I kind of figured North Carolina would do whatever they wanted offensively. And that's how it started. So it didn't really like ruin my day at all. I'm just sitting on the couch like, okay, let's just see what what could possibly happen. And, it, you know, nothing really happened to, for Florida State in that first quarter. And then the second quarter happened. And, oh, my goodness, all of a sudden Jordan Travis shows why, you know, he probably, when healthy, should be taking every snap for Florida State right now. Yeah, I mean, he was an absolute difference maker. Um 
you know, I mean, we can, you know, we can look at the box score and see what his stats were. I mean, obviously it was very efficient throwing the ball, only threw the ball 13 times, but completed 11 of those attempts. Um, I think the last time an FSU quarterback only had two incompletions for a game was, anybody know it? Jameis Pittsburgh, 2015. Yeah, Jameis's first game against Pittsburgh, first game ever. Uh, only two 25 incompletions. 25 to 27, yep. And... One of those was a drop, and the other one, I think Shaw got his foot in valves. Like, I'm just going to say, like, that was the most incredible performance. A similar game. Um, Florida State gave up the opening touchdown there. Pittsburgh went up 7 nothing, and I was just like, dude, this is just another season of FSU football that I'm going to be let down. And obviously, oh, was I wrong. Um, so anyway... Didn't feel really great about the deficit to start the game. Obviously, you you don't ever want to go down 10 nothing, but very much felt like, oh, this is what it's going to be like. Uh, Florida State answers. Um, thanks to an, uh, an offsides, kind of start out in good – we start out in good field position after a, a nice return by Travis Jay up to the 41, an offsides by North Carolina. Um, then a holding penalty that knocked us down to uh, – First, knocked us back to a first and 20. And this is where I'm thinking, oh man, into the first quarter, first and 20, we're not going to convert here. Like, this is just what it is. Like, North Carolina's getting this ball back, go up 17 nothing, it's over. Quarter ends. Jay Sean Corbin runs for 16 yards on a third and eight to get us inside of, we'll say, field goal range. And then a few plays later, uh, Malik McClain with a five-yard touchdown pass from Jordan Travis on a rollout to the right that, man, I don't typically like these rollout plays to the right because obviously you, you're cutting half of the field off. You only really have one option here, and it's to throw that one route. But a beautiful route run by Malik McClain, a great throw by Jordan Travis, an even better catch by McClain to get uh, the ball and get down in bounds. And Florida State cuts the lead to 10-7. to 7. Um, Malik McLean, four-star wide receiver, um, finally showing up and making a big difference for Florida State. Uh, thoughts on Florida State answering as soon as North Carolina did go up 10-0? Yeah, I, I like it. Between uh, Malik McLean and Ontario Wilson, they had three total catches for three touchdowns. So, <laughs> very efficient game for those uh, young guys. But like you mentioned, tra Travis only threw the ball 13 times. Uh, 41 rushing attempts for Florida State, and uh, including Travis getting another 100-yard game. And and we said that's ideally if Florida State wants to win games, that's what it's going to be, right? They're going to throw the ball less than 20 times, uh, in this case less than 15, and they're going to run the ball a bunch. And that's exactly what they did, and it worked out. And for the first time since you know the the first game of the season against Notre Dame, uh, Alex Atkins had the offensive line that he kind of wanted from the start to uh, starting in this game. And, you know, they're not going to be great. They're not going to open massive holes and give you, you know, five seconds to throw the ball, but they did their job in Florida state. Just, you know, every individual did their job and we haven't even touched on the defense yet. And Adam Fuller gets a ton of flack. And honestly, a lot of it's been well-deserved, but, I think Adam Fuller deserves a little credit this week after, you know, what he did to this North Carolina offense that had been averaging over 50 points a game at home. We talked about how good North Carolina had been and how good Sam Howell had been specifically at home in our preview show on Thursday evening. Richie, you're exactly right. I mean, we haven't even talked on the defense yet, but uh, the defense, after being a little shaky to uh, – to start the game yeah. immediately comes out after. Well, let's let's do this before we even do that. Um, 
Florida State's offense um, has done a good job this year of answering um, when they really needed to do it. They they did it against Notre Dame. I thought they did it, obviously, in the second half against Louisville. Um, obviously did it against Syracuse. Whenever Syracuse would cut into the lead, Florida State, we talked about, had a two-score lead three times against Syracuse. And so, you know, the offense and defense are so complementary, right? Florida State's drives are, are not typically, uh, you know, this next one we're going to talk about was, but they're not typically super quick drives. That touchdown drive we just talked about took up seven and a half minutes. And we talked about that on Thursday night. For Florida State to be successful, they needed to get North Carolina off the field, not get beat deep, make North Carolina have to drive on you, which North Carolina's touchdown drive was a six and a half minute drive. It wasn't like they came out and, and threw the ball over her head. And then Florida State's touchdown drive was a seven and a half minute drive. And so, by letting that defense rest and letting that, um, you know, letting some clock burn, use you know, wearing their defense down. I, the strategy and the the way that Florida State played was fantastic. Obviously, you, you brought up the defense, and the defense was great through the rest of the half. Obviously, gave up the ten points early, uh, immediately comes out and forces a three and out, um, uh, one yard run by Chandler, a couple incompletions by Howell, and they've got to punt the ball back. Uh, from there, uh, we did have a quick drive. And so we had to put the defense right back out there. And you kind of saw that North Carolina was able to drive the ball a little bit after that, but you're not, you're never going to complain when your quarterback rips off a 53 yard run for a touchdown to give FSU a lead. And I think at this point, I mean, Jordan Travis is one of the fastest people on the field always. And, you know, he is just an incredible athlete. Um, and so seeing him take off and keep the ball on a 53 yard scamper off to the left man once he broke into that open field i was like man we're about to say you know i did at that point i didn't think well oh, we're, we're gonna win this game but it was like man, we're, we're gonna hang around right like we're gonna be in this game with north carolina and we're gonna at least compete right and so travis runs for 53 yards for the touchdown those go up 14 to 10 uh, how many ipas deep were you at this point richie uh, not that many, actually, because I, I wanted to be up late to watch the uh, Fury water fight uh, <laughs> that night. So I, I knew I had to be up to at least midnight. So I, I took it easy during the day. And I'm glad I did. It was nice to just, you know, sit on the couch, like not, you know, be trying to not fall asleep and just enjoy a good game because. You know, it's 5 p.m. You would be falling asleep at 5 p.m.? Well, no. If I <laughs> my normal football Saturday, if I oh, even start drinking at late, like 11 a.m. Yeah. or so, you know, what watching game day and then, you know, the game's over at 7. But by then, you're eight hours in. Uh, but I took it easy. And again, I'm glad I did because it was it was so refreshing to see this from Florida State because, that, like we both said, we, there was no way you could have expected that as a Florida State fan. You know, you, you barely hung on to beat Syracuse, who's probably the worst team in the ACC and North Carolina TJ we talked about it heading in they were a top 10 team in the SP plus overall like, like even though their record wasn't great their their numbers it, for you know tempo and pace and opponent strength and schedule all those adjustments they were still really good and Florida State kind of had their way with it and you know maybe it was just Mac Brown uh, you know get paying homage to Bobby Bowden up there saying hey you know I'm not going to beat you guys this year but it, it was, it, and it really has me thinking. Heading into this game, I thought UMass would probably be the only win Florida State has left, two and ten. There might be a four-win seasons in here somewhere, and it, I'm not getting excited about that, even though it sounds like it. But there's definitely a lot of games. I'm, I'm the, you know, re-looking at the schedule now and saying, yeah, th there's a chance something could happen there. Well, yeah, and we'll we'll talk kind of what 
Yeah, let's let's save that. But we'll talk a little bit about what the rest of the way looks like. But what I'll say before we kind of get into that is I thought North Carolina was the worst matchup left on the uh, on the schedule. Right. Uh, I thought they were a worse matchup than Florida. Um, and maybe Clemson was a worse matchup just because Clemson does have much more talent. So like, uh, you know, but like those were the three, right? Like those were the three that I said, we have no chance against, right? We have no chance against North Carolina, no chance against Clemson, no chance against Florida. Uh, everybody else. I mean, I think that we'd have a puncher's chance. Well, now you beat North Carolina and I'm not predicting a win against Florida, I'm not predicting a win against Clemson. But I, I will say if Florida plays like they played against Kentucky and we play like we did yesterday, we're going to win that game. And if Clemson plays like they did against NC State and we play like we did last night, we're, we're going to be in that game. You know, again, I don't, I'm not saying that we definitely win it, but I, I think that's the difference. Now, do I expect Florida to come, Florida State to come out and play perfect for the rest of the way? Probably not. You know, like there will be hiccups and growth is not linear, but I mean, I think that's what winning this North Carolina game did. It, it kind of tells you like you can be in any game, right? Are they going to beat Clemson? Are they going to beat Florida? Probably not, just to be very honest. But can they be in those games? Absolutely. So, anyway, I said I wasn't going to get ahead of myself with talking about all that, but we did. Well, well this, this is great because they're – so, like you said, we're on a two-game winning streak, which those have been pretty rare in Tallahassee lately. Uh, but now we go into a bye, and then we have UMass. This football team's going to go over 30 days without losing a football game, and that's got to feel nice. Uh, but then, like you said, Clemson's waiting, and uh, I know their offense has been not great this year. Um, but the talent for talent, uh, we can't really match up with them. But I'm not saying that I, I'll say this, which I, I did not think heading into the season, I do not see any auto losses on the schedule the rest of the way. And coming into the season, I, I certainly would have thought Clemson and potentially Florida would have been one. And you're still going to be big underdogs, probably 10 plus points. But hey, we were just 17 and a half point dogs yesterday. And Mike Norvell got this team ready to play. Adam Fuller, give him credit. Kenny Dillingham, the entire staff, all the players, man, they, they just came up. And it, and it looked like a competent football team from start to finish. Uh, you know, save the first six minutes of the game when North Carolina went up 10 0 early. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, um, I, I think when you look at the schedule, if you, would have told us that we started 0-4 and, um, and then told us that we could split the rest of the schedule at 4-4. Four and four. I think we'd have all said, sure. You know, like that's a that's a win, right? Like obviously you started terribly, um, but the fact that you very well may split the rest of the schedule at 4-4 four and four is great. Like they're going to be 3-5, and five, right? I mean, I think they're going to they're gonna beat UMass. They're going to lose to Clemson. They're going to be 3-5 and five, and they're going to play three very beatable teams. Miami is not good at all. I think they could beat NC State, and I think they could beat BC. Florida's going to be another one that's really, really tough. Um, but what's crazy is if you upset anybody, you probably get to five wins, right? And so, you know, they're going to get NC State at home. They're going to get Miami at home. And then the BC game, the UF game, the Clemson game, all very tough. Not not saying that those are – nothing's an auto win on the schedule except for UMass, right? But, uh, yeah, if you can get this to four or five wins after starting out 0-4, I mean, that's, that's certainly progress. You get to five – it means you finished the season on five and three, right? And played North Carolina, Clemson, Miami, and Florida State in those eight games. I mean, that's that's really good. So, anyway, we'll jump back into the game and talk a little bit more about, you know, the road ahead. Um, Florida State takes the lead 14 to 10. North Carolina drives down um, and really starts to threaten 
They're inside a field goal range. They're at, they have a first and 10 on Florida State's 30, and they've just converted two straight first downs. After a third and seven, they threw an 18-yard pass, and then D.J. Jones uh, ran for 13 yards, two R30. Uh, but then Jerry Jones steps up and makes a massive interception at the goal line. Um, ends up being a touchback. Thank the Lord that he didn't that he was down there <laughs> in the end zone. Um, and really just went up and got a ball. Like 50-50 ball, went up and got it. Maybe not the best throw by Howell, but a massive play to keep North Carolina from scoring with under five minutes to go in the first half. And you're thinking, man. That's what you want to do is you want to win the middle eight. And if North Carolina scores to go back up 17 to 14 and we can't score, they're going to score on both sides of the half and have a two-score lead and the game's over. Uh, but massive play by Jones to really give FSU a chance to start to dominate this game, and they absolutely did. After the interception by Jones, Florida State methodically moved the ball down the field until they got to UNC's 32, a great play design where it looked like a a, raw, a run a repass option to the right, Ontario Wilson streaking across the left side of the field on a post beats his man, and Jordan Travis puts an absolute dime in the bread basket, and all of a sudden the Knolls are up twenty-one to ten with under a minute to go in the half, and I think at that point you knew about UC, UNC's comeback last year, you knew what they did when we had a big lead, but I think at that point you thought like, all right. We score a couple more times. We we may win this game, and uh, obviously Florida State gets the hold at the end of the half to go into the half at twenty-one to ten. But is that when you started to believe that? Because that's when it got real for me. I was like, "All right, no, I, long I, half to go." But I was like, "This could happen." That's where I was at. Yeah, no, I I was definitely uh, you know I I was watching and definitely I was very uh, hopeful. But uh, in no sense at that point was I like, "Oh man, that it's over." Like we're we're, we're oh not over. Stuff. I well, yeah, just but, thought we had a chance. That's where I th- first yeah, thought we had a chance. Even then, just and I don't know why because I, oh, I've you're seen a I've seen the <laughs> secondary and I've seen these linebackers just get you know torched when a team figures out what they do well against uh, us on specifically on pass defense. Even though our our pass rush is pretty good, quarterbacks you know not nowhere near as talented as Sam Howell have had phenomenal quarters and halves against Florida State, this Florida State defense. So I was just nervous that was going to happen. And, you know, we come out in the second half and, and you know, we get a, a three and out and North Carolina scores right away. I was like, oh boy, here we go. And, and you talk about response and we'll, once we get a little ahead, once we get ahead a little bit more, we'll, we'll talk about that. But man, that was just, it was, it was not until, it wasn't late. I'll say probably midway through the third quarter, definitely entering the fourth quarter I, I'm, I'm looking over telling my wife like I, I think we're gonna win this game and I I did not see that happening at all heading into today yeah um I, I'm exactly the same um you know Florida State comes out in the second half gets does get um nine yards but cannot get the first down Travis stopped on a third and two after a rush of one uh, and we've got a punt and they came out pretty quickly and scored to make it 21-17. And I think at that point, you're like, this is where it's trouble, right? Because yeah. going to the half at 21-10, getting the ball, you're like, man, if we come out and score again, like this is over if we get to 28-10. And we didn't, right? Like they scored to make it 21-17. But Florida State answers uh, immediately. Jordan Travis um, with uh, a nice pass on a second and nine for 44 yards and then a roughing the passer 
penalty tacked onto it, um, made things really, really easy for Florida State. And in under two minutes, uh, we talked about Florida State's offense responding when they needed to, uh, and this team playing complementary football. Florida State's offense responded immediately. Uh, and, and in under two minutes, again, thanks to the roughing the passer penalty, um, Florida State had a first and goal at the one. Travis pushes it in, and it's 28-17. to 17. And then again, Florida State's defense responds immediately. Uh, North Carolina did pick up one first down, but then they forced a three and out after that. After on a fourth and seven, North Carolina had to punt the ball, and Florida State had, at that point, a five-minute drive, went 83 yards, capped off with, again, Ontario Wilson's second catch and second touchdown of the game to put FSU up 35-17. Um, an eight-score game, I'm sorry, an 18-point game with 16 minutes to go. I felt good at this point. I didn't think yeah. it was over, but I did tweet from the pod account that if up 18 with a quarter to go, if we either scored one more touchdown or got two stops, uh, the game would be over. And, and Florida State did end up getting a couple of stops uh, to end up winning it. But at that point, when it was 35-17, it goes from, hey, man, we might win this game to like, hey, we're blowing these guys out. Like, we've doubled them up at this point. Um, I don't know. I, I sincerely doubt that their preview shows sounded like ours. But uh, their preview shows should have been the ones saying that it wasn't a good matchup, not ours. <laughs> because through three quarters of this game, Florida State just absolutely dominated them. After that 10-point lead that they got out to, Florida State went on a 35-7 to run. Yeah, and like you said, it's just one of those things where you're watching the game. And I did feel very good after the we went up to 18 to go 35-17. to I felt great simply because the, the defense – you know, they hadn't been playing, uh, you know, out of this world, but they've been consistent pretty much the entire game outside, again, that those first 10 points they gave up early. But it wasn't like North Carolina was just shooting themselves in the foot, right? That Florida State was actually, you know, bringing it to the Tar Heels. It wasn't just, yeah. you know, we, we remember the last drive last year when North Carolina probably should have won the game and the receivers dropped like three passes in a row that were right on the money. That, that wasn't the case this week. It was just Florida State said, hey, you know, we're, we're here. We're, we're going to show up and bring it to you guys. And it starts up front. Jermaine Johnson, a phenomenal game again. And uh, Jarian Jones, he mentioned that he had that big interception and he got to break the rock after the game. It, it just it was a total team effort and something that I did not expect to see. But it was very pleasing. And I'm actually excited to see what happens the rest of the season, because I'm not going to lie, TJ, heading into this week. You know, there were some games, you know, Clemson, Florida, even this one to a certain extent, I wasn't excited to watch. But after yesterday, man, I'm I'm pretty pumped to see what happens. And hopefully it's not just a one game thing. Uh, you know, last year we beat North Carolina, then lost to Louisville by 32 points. We're not going to lose to UMass. We know that. But when Clemson comes around, just be competitive and give yourself a chance. Don't let the game be over at halftime. And I think Mike Norvell, that's kind of what he's building us towards. And I'm very... Very pleased, not with the two and four record, but with the progress we're seeing on the field week to week. Yeah, I mean, what's unfortunate is that if if uh, if Jordan Travis is healthy, this team is probably four and two, right? Like they probably beat uh, Jacksonville State. If they just make a tackle, they beat Jacksonville State. But they probably beat Jacksonville State, and they very likely beat Louisville too. And so um, frustrating, 
But at the end of the day, I mean, that's football, right? You you injuries happen, but we've won games against backup quarterbacks, right? And so, you know, you not this year, but we've won games in the past against backup quarterbacks. And, you know, you're always going to have a smag to throw in there and, and get you a big win against a rival, right? And so, um, you know, I, I think that, I think that when you look at the overall progress, I talked about this, you know, with Allie on the, on the, on the pod that we do, is there that big of a difference between five and seven and three and eight? I mean, like, you know, outside of like the Twitter trolls and anything else, like if, if you feel like the team improved, does, do those, do those two wins, you know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, we, we, we want to compete for championships. And if you're not winning nine or 10 or at least six to get to a bowl, like, I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to pound my chest over a five win season when we expected three, right? Like I just, I don't care that much. Right now, of course the, the point to play, the, the point of playing is to win, but I mean, I, I just don't, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I, I think well, yeah. that if you see progress, yeah, it sucks the way the season started, but I mean, you could tell a big difference in the team today uh, versus, you know, the, the team that was playing against Jacksonville state, the team that played against wake forest and, and things like that. And, and you could argue, you, you know, uh, you're a bad snap against Notre Dame to McKinsey Milton potentially leading the team down the field for a game-winning touchdown in regulation. Uh, mm-hmm. Bad snap on third down, you, you know, killed that drive. And, and whether it was Milton or Travis, that second half, Florida State was moving the ball. Um, you know, Wake Forest, I, I, it, they're just – they are so good, so well-coached in doing what they do. I don't think we would have beat them regardless whether it was Travis or Milton. Um but yeah, that Louisville game, it, take out that first half. I, I mean, again, the defense, we talked about it. And I think that's what's so maddening about this defense is we've seen them play well, not just you know in one series, but in long stretches. That whole second half against Louisville, that whole um, you know first quarter or so against Syracuse, it, it, this defense is showing they can be really good under Adam Fuller. And, uh, you know, but then you have the first half against Louisville and things like that. So it, it's... I think the rest of this year is just an evaluation process in that Jacksonville state loss just sucks because you mentioned that there's a chance we get to five wins. Well, Jacksonville state would have been six. It means we go bowling. And uh, because, you know, a, a bad week of preparation, uh, you know, a, a missed tackle, uh, we may not have that now. Yeah, no, it would be, uh, it sucks. I will say this bowl prediction. They upset Clemson. We're going bowling. Right, like that's to me, that's the one. I can right? see it. They they, yeah. they go four and four. They're gonna find a way to win two of those games at the end of the schedule, right? And I don't. It'd probably be NC State in Miami, and so then you'd be asking the team to win six straight games. <laughs> so <laughs> that that's a lot to ask for. I mean, um, Alabama didn't even do that to start this season. So, um, Oof, Jimbo. But yeah, uh, um, in fact, only a couple of teams have done that: Iowa, Cincinnati, uh, you know, Georgia, obviously. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, but and I'm not predicting they upset Clemson, but I, I think that's where it's at, right? Like you upset Clemson. They, if there was ever a year, right? Like <laughs> if there was ever a year where you were gonna upset them, it would be this one. Now, I'm probably gonna predict Clemson to win by 17, but we'll see that when we get here in two weeks. Yeah. What I'd really like to see is I'd like to see Florida State come out. I mean, UMass is the worst power five or the worst um F- FBS team that exists. UConn beat them, right? No, they beat UConn, I think. Okay. I think didn't that what happened? UMass won this weekend, I think. Did they? Um, oh, regardless, no, point they, they, UConn, they are yeah. very bad. They are very twenty-seven very bad. to thirteen. They rushed the field. Like that's how bad they are. They rushed the field after beating Connecticut. Um, so uh, come get yeah, you some Walt Bell. I, I want to see. I want to see what we should have saw against Jacksonville State, and I want to see us beat that yeah. team by thirty. 
you know? No, and, 40, you know, 50. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm also okay with taking, <laughs> I'm also okay with us taking out the entire offensive line, putting them in bubble wrap on the sideline. <laughs> so uh, if our third figures could run the score up, then I'm, I'm fine with that. So, um, but yeah, I'm going to see us beat the heck out of UMass and you've got a bye week in between to, to be able to do that. So, um, Anyway, I think, I think we're getting off subject again. Uh, we haven't gone through the rest of the game. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's kind of what you want to see from the team going forward is beat the heck out of somebody, and then uh, and then we'll worry about Clemson when he gets there, you know. So, um, North Carolina gets the ball, drives the length of the field, and, and used up only about three minutes, but drove 70 yards and ended up turning the ball over on downs. North Carolina got the ball. Uh, on Florida State's five and could not advance it from there on a first and goal from the five. Chandler ran twice for no game and then a couple of howl incompletions, a nice defensive play on that fourth and five on a, on a tough throw to the left sideline. Ended up breaking it up and, and North Carolina had to punt. Florida State gets the, I'm sorry, North Carolina turned the ball over on downs. Uh, Florida State gets the ball back uh, with about 12 and a half minutes to go and they are only able to get uh, one first down, but they did chew up four and a half minutes of clock. They punt the ball back to North Carolina with eight minutes to go. And at this point, North Carolina is down 18 with eight minutes to go. And you really do feel good about it. You think, okay, they score. Even if they score quick, we're going to run three minutes off the clock just by one set of downs, you know? And so then they're going to be down two scores with five. It's possible, but they've got to play almost perfectly. Well, North Carolina does us a favor and absolutely – wastes a crap ton of time to get their touchdown. They do go down and score and hit the two-point conversion, but they waste about five and a half minutes in doing so. Florida State gets the ball back with under three to go, um, and they're able to just run the clock out um, to to end up getting out of the game. But uh, after a, a missed onside or a failed onside kick, Florida State's able to just kind of chew up the clock and, and get it done. But, uh, man – what a game. What a game. I don't know what – I saw somebody tweet. I saw Andrea Adelson, friend of the show, tweet. I don't know what kind of uh, voodoo the Seminoles have over Mac Brown, but, uh, you know, what a win for back-to-back years. Uh, the seasons have not gone like we wanted to last four or five years, but uh, just when they – just when you're ready to quit them, <laughs> they, they, they ring we, you back in. We were a combined uh, like 30 and a half point underdogs North Carolina the past two years and, and won both games straight yeah. up. That, that's just wild to me. But like I said, the, the most encouraging thing about yesterday, again, any win, we're going to be happy at this point. We, we, we love these wins. We'll take them. But it wasn't it didn't feel fluky. It felt like Florida State yesterday in those four hours was the better football team in North Carolina is not bad. They're, they're definitely not, you know, what people thought they were coming into the season talking about top 10, you know, they, they've been fraudulent in that sense for a while, but they're not a bad football team. And for Florida state to just clearly for those four hours, be the better team was encouraging. And I, I don't know if you saw the video, um, Jarvis Brownlee, it was on Instagram live with uh, Travis Hunter yesterday from the locker room. It, it, and they're all just celebrating the locker room and Travis Hunter, it, you know, he, he's telling them, he, he's joking around. Like, Hey, he's like, tighten up, tighten up, tighten up guys. Uh, then you hear Brownlee, he's like, oh, wait, wait, hold on, hold Norvell's talking. And then um, it was pretty cool. Norvell. He's like, all right, guys, this is a bye week and we're going to work, but your ass ain't going to work until Tuesday. And the whole locker room went nuts. They just like celebrating and Travis Hunter was watching it all live. So that, that should hopefully 
let people calm down a little bit from his visit to Athens last week. But just again, from start to finish and to see Brownlee and see the locker room video, if you haven't seen it, definitely go look at that. It, it, it will get your juices flowing. Yeah, no, definitely. It was good to see. Uh, I didn't see Travis Hunter jumping on and celebrating with any UGA players. So um, Harlan can rest easy tonight and not ask me to, to text these insiders and find out what's going on. <laughs> um, I mean, I think there was some concern there. And, and so you'd like to see, you know, at the end of the day, Florida State's going to win three games in a row. And that feels good, you know. It yeah. feels good to to win um, like that. Good question here. Linda asked this question. I, I want to get your take, too. Do you think the bye week is coming at a bad time? We're kind of on a roll right now. Um, I don't know. I, I can see both sides of that. I, I'm going to say no just because I, I would worry about – you know, you had such an emotional game against Notre Dame, and then you came came out and kind of screwed the pooch, right? And and had a big yeah. letdown against an inferior opponent. Um, I I still I wouldn't expect that twice to happen, but I think it's good to to get off and regroup and get more healthy. And then I do think you can use the UMass game as a as a. Yeah, I think you want to take care of business and, and do what you need to do to get the win. But I think you can use the UMass game to kind of prep a little bit for that Clemson game and kind of use that as some live bullets, some live action. So I think the bye week, um, after a couple of wins, you don't want the letdown. I mean, would I rather have the bye week leading into Clemson to maybe prepare for them a little bit more? Sure. But I think it's coming at a fine time. You know, you were going to beat UMass one way or the other, and Clemson was going to be the toughest game on the schedule one way or the other. So – I don't know. I, I don't think that moving it around too much would have mattered. You know, I I, I like having the week off between UMass because I, I think it's important for this team to get to three and four. And not that I have a lot of doubts about that. I mean, I think we could play UMass on Thursday night and I'd feel good about us getting to three and four. But I don't know. What do you think about the bye week coming up this week? Yeah, I'm actually perfectly fine with the timing of the bye week. It's, you know, this team, like you mentioned, that they need to get healthy. They're, they're really banged up. You know what? We have offensive linemen that that are not healthy at all. Starting over healthy offensive linemen just because of you know that's still the better option. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, get this team healthy. Get the bye week. Uh, like you said, UMass is essentially a bye week. It, it's what the coaching staff probably thought Jacksonville State should have been. I don't see any way we lose to UMass or, or that game is even close. So we just want to use this week, get healthy. You know, UMass just show up. It, like you said, it'd be nice to win a game. You know, forty-one to three or something that like way well, you should win it, and, and then see what happens with Clemson because I'm I'm very excited. That's a well, Halloween weekend. Yeah, they they can play them on the thirtieth, so it, it could be a spooky weekend up in Death Valley after you know Dabo's comments last year. I'm, I'm excited for that game, and I was not excited for that game a few weeks ago. Yeah, no, I mean, I uh, I'm also excited that they don't have a bye week. They have to go play a pretty good Pittsburgh team that puts up a lot of points. Really they play, team, they yeah. play, they play at Syracuse this Friday night. Then they have the long week playing at Pittsburgh the next week. They come home to Florida state and then they play a, a good Louisville team after that. And so I, you know, I think they've got a tough stretch there. It wouldn't shock me if Clemson lost one or two of those games. And so let's, let's, let's be one of those teams that beats them. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not? not predicting it, but you know, I think it'll be fun. It'll be fun to at least have some hope going into it, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, which we didn't have coming into yeah. the season. And, and, um, and especially after starting going four, here we are talking about possibly beating Clemson. This this is like the 2007 college football season. Anything's yeah. up for grabs. What I will say is I think Mac Brown hit on the head. You know, um, he said Florida State played a near-perfect game. 
this weekend, and we did. I mean, I, I think that uh, I don't think that he was probably expecting that. Uh, I don't think that most of the college football world was expecting that. I, I don't know if Florida State was expecting that or not, but uh, played a near perfect game. Um, I, you know, in any game, you're going to have mistakes and breakdowns, and, and they had a couple of passes that were nice, and they had a couple of runs, and there were a couple of times we couldn't get Howell down when we wanted, and there were things on offense that we could have done better. And, um, yeah, I mean, we, we, you know, but we played as perfect as a game as I think is possible. And like you said, we were the better team for the entire four hours of play. And I thought the same thing last year. I thought we were the better team last year. I mean, we had to hold on, and and, and we got some breaks. But, uh, man, I, I I like the way we played. And it's it's about replicating that. It's about playing as well as you can. Because if Florida State would have played that well in every game, I mean, they'd be undefeated, right? But, like, that's the problem is nobody plays that well every night. Exactly. You know, Bama played poorly against Aztec Florida. Saban, yeah. yeah. Bama played poorly against Florida. Still found a way to win, but game was closer than it should have been. Bama played poorly against A&M last night. Too many mistakes. A red zone turnover. Um, couldn't score at the end when they needed to, you know. And so, um, yeah, I mean, mistakes happen. Nobody plays a perfect game for every single game. Georgia might that team is unreal, but you know, nobody else typically does that. Watch Florida it's, go beat them though. Like that, that's, nah, I don't think the so. season's just wild. Yeah, Florida played a very poor game against Kentucky and, and lost, right? And so the crazy things happen, and that's why you play, and that's why it's exciting. I, I will say I, I you know, there's no sneaking up on Clemson, right? Like, you know, some of these other teams yeah. can kind of sneak up on them and oh, NC State gets a win here or there, or oh, Pittsburgh gets a win here or there, or Syracuse a couple of years ago. I think that's kind of the issue is they get up for our game, and so there's no sneaking up on them. But uh, this is the worst quarterback play that they've had since before Taj Boyd. Um, DJ is just not great. And so we'll have three weeks to sit here and talk about this Clemson game, and we'll get into it, I'm sure, a ton. But obviously we're more excited for it today than we would have been probably pregame yesterday. So uh, Florida State finishes out with UMass, Clemson, NC State, Miami, Boston College, and Florida. Sitting here at two and four right now, we expect to be three and four with a win next week. Um, what's your record prediction at this point? Are you going four wins? You saying we win one more after that, or what? What's your thought? Yeah, so so we're definitely beating UMass, so that puts us at three. And of those four, I, I think all of them are winnable games. But I don't know. I need to see more consistency from this team. It's nice that to get two wins in a row. I, I I'm sitting probably. I'm giving us guaranteed three wins. I'll say we get four, and I and I would not be surprised if we got to five. Um, and if they somehow get to six, go ahead and give Norvell that extension at this point. <laughs> yeah, if they finish the season on a six and two run, um, he absolutely deserves every bit of it. So I I have us beaten Miami and UMass right now. Those are my two wins. Um, Miami is absolutely putrid as well. Um, I like the matchup in a couple of other games. I just it's hard to predict until I've seen more. Um, so I, I like us to beat Miami and UMass and get to five and seven. Um, after starting uh, 0-4, to get to five and seven means you finish on a five and three streak. Those games, again, in those three losses, you've got Florida and Clemson. You know, So outside of those two games, you went five and one to finish the year. It's pretty freaking impressive. Yeah. So if, if, if you go five and seven with the brand, there's an outside chance Florida State's going bowling at that point, depending on the how many six win teams there are, because they look at the APR and um the shout out Willie Tagger, you know, he, he didn't do a lot of things great, but he did help raise this APR a lot yeah. for this football program. 
And I think it sounds like Norvell's kind of continue with that. And that's what they look at for the five win teams. But if there's a bowl that, that needs a team, there's few bigger brands than Florida state. That'll be in that five win pool at that point. And it's, you know, then you got a chance to be, you know, six and seven with, with a bowl win heading into the off season, keep Travis Hunter, AJ Duffy in the, you know, the bulk of this class. And maybe we'll do next week. Uh, since it's by, we could get a recruiting guy to talk about the class and how things are going. Cause there's a lot of chatter about that right now, but I don't want to get into it, but again, that these are things to build upon and it, for for being two and four, I'm not extremely upset with the season, as bad as that sounds. Yeah, heck of a heck of a um, season. The last two weeks, right? Yeah. Tough, tough. The first four, it's been fun. The last two weeks, no doubt about hey, it. Two in October, baby. Let's go. All that matters. You like you always do this in football in the NFL, right? Like you chop things up into quarters. Well, it's thirds here because you play four less games, but. Uh, First quarter, not very good. Second quarter – or first third, not very good. Um, second third, it's been pretty dadgum good. And, and so you're far, probably yeah. going to finish three and one, which is all you can ask for. Um, and then we'll see how that fourth quarter goes. NC State, Miami, Boston College, and Florida. You get two wins out of that? Whew, man, be yeah. pretty and, insane. And it does not sound as daunting as it did a few weeks ago. Yeah. So all things kind of – seem to be headed in the right direction. But again, we the biggest thing for Florida State is that we felt the same way last year after beating North Carolina. We got on here hyped. We got on here slurring our words after a, <laughs> we'd all drank too much and an instant was. reaction and everything else. And, um, you know, it's can Florida State build on it in a positive way um, and not go out and just lay an absolute egg, which I don't expect them to do against um, – UMass, That's but fireball offense. <laughs> the, the next week doing it against Clemson, you, you know, you, you gotta, yeah. you lose to Clemson by 14 or 17, just because their talent difference. I mean, that's, that's one thing. Can't go out to lose by Clemson by 40, you yeah. know, after they've looked as terrible as they yeah. have this year. So anyway, we'll, we'll talk more about those games and the upcoming schedule for football. As we go, want to get into some other quick FSU sports around the horn. Uh, a good weekend for FSU athletics. Golf took the championship in the 2021 Barbara Nicholas Cup at Murfield Village. Um, so it was a men's and women's combined event. And so the Knowles beat Auburn, Ohio State, and Arizona State to win the championship. Swimming and diving won um, the TYR Classic in Biscayne Bay. Shout out to our uh, buddy, John Proctor who got a big win swimming and diving with a nice win there this weekend. Volleyball won today at Duke. And then, like I said, the, the best team uh, in the country in any sport, FSU soccer won Thursday, five to nothing. They beat Miami four to one to get to 13 and oh, they are six and oh in ACC play. And then obviously the one that we talked about all weekend, Florida state football wins 35 to 25 against UNC as a 17 and a half, 18 point underdog in a win that, I mean, Sam Howell will never beat FSU. And so just happy about that. Uh, Richie, you have anything else before we give some shout outs and get out of here? No, like I said, a great weekend, great time for Florida state. And hopefully we just build on this and take the, you know, I, I'm excited for the uh, fighting Walt Bells to come to Bill Campbell stadium in two weeks. Yeah. I'm jacked. I, uh, 
I'm going to shout out. I, I, I did this the other day too. I'm going to do it again tonight. Uh, shout out myself. We finished all the flooring in my house. And so we're all the way done. We don't have to, I don't have to skip any more pods and stuff. I did like four the other night. Um, but Best Buy is coming on Tuesday to mount. I'm listen, I'm just going to tell you guys, I'm mounting three TVs outside, like in the pool area. Like there's going to be a big one and then two small ones above it so that we can watch all the college football out there. And so I'm so excited for this weekend's college football. We don't even play. I don't care. Like LSU, Florida's on. I mean, there's some good games. Yeah, so. Nice 11 a.m. kick for the Gators. So. Oh, man. Logo is different. I couldn't imagine my team kicking yeah. off before 3.30. Like, we haven't played yeah. one noon game yet. I mean, UMass will probably be noon because I just said that, but I couldn't imagine that. Like, what is that like to play that early? But there are some good games this weekend. UCF, Cincinnati. Cincinnati is a big favorite. Texas, Oklahoma State. Texas had a big lead on Oklahoma this weekend and blew it. Uh, Kentucky, Georgia, which Georgia is a massive favorite, but that is a one versus 11 matchup. Um, so there's some fun stuff this weekend. It'll be fun for the NFL the next day, too. So anyway, you have any shout outs before we get out of here? No, nothing, nothing tonight. Uh, no weddings, no nothing, nothing going on like that. I'm just it's the go fall, on. so I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> exactly. But how about you, man? No, uh, just shout out myself. Shout out you guys. Shout out Harlan, Richie, uh, Brian with our edits. Uh, Ed Kennedy helps all out with the website, Double Fries and Salt. Tyler and Vic, our interns, Dustin and Mike. Who shout out Mike website. for uh, picking Florida State to win. The only, the, the only, only one, one on the staff to uh, to pick us. He even said, okay. I hate to blow his cover here, but he said, I'm only picking it. Like, I don't believe this. I'm just doing it. You know, and I was so, I don't mean to blow him up, but I'm blowing him up a little bit. Um, so shout out Brian, too. Brian's like, I'm going to pick an obnoxious UNC score and hope that turns the tide. And so obviously it did. And, um, you know, the, uh, <laughs> the strategy next week is going to be to pick UMass by winning by even more. So <laughs> anyway, all right, I'm going to go catch you in this Rays game. Hope we don't blow it. Thank you guys for hanging out. Obviously go check out the website, doublefriesnoslaw.com. Um, interact with us on social media. You can follow everywhere. Double fries, no slaw. Uh, it's double fries pod on a lot of the handles uh, for myself, TJ Pittenger, Richie Barnes, and the entire crew that supports us and helps us out. We will see you guys again not on Thursday. No preview this week. We will see nope. you guys again next Sunday unless we have a pop-up episode, which with no preview, you never know with us. So we'll see what happens. We'll see you guys next Sunday. And until then, go Knowles.